episode 42. I'm not a crook. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And Emily. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes tabletops, RPGs, and miniatures, but mainly about the games we play. I'm your host, Brian, and with me this week is... I'm Emily. And welcome to the show. This week, we will be talking about Watergate. I also feel like it should be like... I, maybe. I mean, it is about Nixon and the yeah. presidency. But yeah, we'll be reviewing that this week. And we'll be talking about what's on our table. We'll be talking about our love and hates and some other stuff. Also, I'm going to tease this at the start. Emily doesn't even know about this unless she's reading oh, the boy. show notes. Oh, no, it's great. Uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's a surprise. It is a surprise. And you're going to have to wait till the outro. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's called a hook, Emily, so it, it gets people to listen to the episode. Don't mind their, I put bookmarks right to the Do not look second. behind the curtain. Do not look at the bookmarks and go straight to the outro. Uh, no, in the outro, I will, uh, there's a little giveaway I want. There's a little giveaway Ooh, I want to get. I like that. It's not board game, it's video games, but there might be a cross-section here, uh, but it is video game related so tune in or stay listening here i guess for that do not go anywhere but that'll be the outro it's called a tease okay thanks thank you that's, for that's what we call it in the biz <laughs> all 42 episodes that we've done thanks for the information yeah i just wanted to make sure you uh you knew the lingo gosh i'm so glad i know now <laughs> all right uh emily gaming goals how's your gaming goals going for the year I have played 53 games this year, and 21 of those are unique. Nice. It looks like you played quite a few of the same games this last week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We played three new games. We've, hey, yes. We unshrinked three games this weekend. On on Sunday. Yeah. Yes. We played a lot of games on Sunday. Well, Friday and Sunday. And then you played a lot of the Gone Sean Clever, it looked like, on vacation with the with the girls. Yeah, with the girls. And uh, how'd you do? Did you win? I did win. Nice. I, I won at least one game. I can't remember the rest. But I, I mean, it's kind of not fair. I'm, I'm pretty sure the girl that had never played before won the first time. <laughs> nice. Proving it's not skill at all. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's cool. That's that's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Good. We really had a good time. I have a feeling we'll be talking about your vacation again at some point yes, in this episode. Way to tease it. <laughs> that's a hook. Line and sinker. <laughs> They're totally going to tune in for the rest of that episode. They cannot wait for that, the rest of the that Girls story. Girls Trek 2020 Florida <laughs> edition <laughs> in February. Uh, all right, gaming calls for me. I played, I'm up to 71 games now, and 29 of them okay, are unique. I just think you are the best. I, I, did I say that? I know. I'm just Jeez. joking. Jesus See what Christ. I have to put up with like oh every single day? <laughs> You're the one that's schooling me in a hook. The, no, a I'm schooling teaser. in the industry lingo. And <laughs> my my vast 42 episodes of knowledge. You are so wise. Yes. No, not really. Uh, so that's our gaming goals this week. Uh, this episode's off to a great start for you guys. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, you got, you got. 55 more minutes of this. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Buckle up. It's going to be a good <laughs> ride. So speaking of Wild Ride, uh, this last weekend we played Risk Legacy again. So we got... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we got the bears. I got those bears, Andy. <laughs> he didn't even go after. He, he had didn't. the chance. He just gave It was almost like us. he felt bad or something. I don't know. Or wanted to prove us wrong that he could win with all the bears. Yes. He did not win. Spoiler. Even though... You know, I talked so much trash to Andy over the last couple of weeks, and he 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 set up shop in South America, and I set up shop in Africa, and I'm like, this is on like Donkey Kong, and uh, after about one turn, and the Emilys basically took over like everything, the world. <laughs> we decided let's have an alliance, and we did. We didn't attack each other from there out. We just put one dude on our on our borders, and. Uh, we we tried our best. That that game actually lasted a really long time. It did. Uh, Emily did end up uh, taking the win yes, on this one. Yes, thank you. I did. Uh, I was super we, excited. But we tried our best. We yes. we did. Um, and Emily and I kind of had an alliance that we didn't even talk about ahead of time. So 
at least we had the courtesy to talk about our alliance in front of you guys. We just knew. It was just understood. We're just that tight. <laughs> so uh, Andy and I didn't really duke it out a whole lot. It, it went really well. Well, I mean. Not- <laughs> it went really well until Andy was almost eliminated from the game. It's true. He was almost eliminated game. Uh, nobody had been eliminated yet. And yes. it was close. It was touch and go there for a second. And then our fourth game, I just absolutely dominated. I, yeah, you did. <laughs> I had all of Europe, all of Australia. And then Emily had the unfortunate, uh, I guess that's a spoiler. There's a vent. Yes. Let's just say something bad happened to Emily and she was basically crippled. And so then I took out the other Emily, as in Andy's wife, Emily. She had Africa and South America. I just swept through and took all of them out and then took out Andy for the win. And uh, so I achieved my second victory, like anybody cares. But Congratulations. You're, you're, thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I can tell you're very sincere. And, oh, uh, I am. I, I, uh, am. I appreciate I am not that. A cr- <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the recognition, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, we actually opened like four or five envelopes in the game. Which started actually finally to change the game. Yeah. And uh, up to that point, I was a little worried because it's risk. I mean, I whatever. I feel like, well, I think that it shouldn't have waited that long to. No. And, and it, it feels like. It seemed a little fi- slow to start. Yeah, I agree. And 15 games seems like a really long time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. The new We unlocked a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. uh, at the end of our last play. So I'm really actually looking forward to our next gameplay. Should change the game. Fairly significantly, I think, with, with adding in some new with new things without any spoilers here. Uh, but really excited to get and play that again. Yeah. That, that was actually a lot of fun. Yes. Um, and we're already planning after we finish the 15 games what we're going to play next with, the, with Andy and Emily. I mean, we are throwing out a lot of games. Yeah. I don't know if we actually decided. Anyway, but we're having a lot of fun playing through Risk Legacy. Try to get that, uh, get that done. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll probably get Pandemic Legacy done here in the next month or two. And then... I don't know. What are we going to do now? Play other legacy games, I guess. Machi Guerrero Legacy? Yeah, maybe. Aeon's End? Is that a legacy? There's an Aeon's End Legacy I think version. that one sounds fun. Maybe we should just get that one and do it, just the two of us. Yeah, we could. We could. Um, Yeah, we still have, pa- there's Pandemic Legacy. Oh, Clank yes. Legacy? I mean, there's so many good games. Great games. Great games. And then maybe we just should play Gloomhaven and, uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> well, I think that. Just get that finished. Your friends might be upset if I played that with you. It's been two years, I think, since the last time we yeah. did. Um, anyway, so that's what's been on. Uh, that's what we've been we've been playing this week. A lot of fun, and that was our gaming goals. Let's talk about what's been on our table now, Emily. All right, what's been on our table this week, Emily? What have you been playing this week? I got the opportunity to try the game. When you use the word opportunity, it sounds like you didn't like it. <laughs> I had uh, the <laughs> chance to play this game. Um, I was forced to. I'm just joking. Oh, I was not. Don't. I was not forced. No, actually, Emily's Emily was. After we played one game, she looked at her phone. I'm at 49 games. You want to play another game? It's 9:45. Yeah, I want to get to 50. So yes. we, I pulled out the quickest and shortest game I knew I had. Yeah, he's like, you but, might like this one. But yeah, you we should try we it. We played it three times. We did play it three times because we kept. It is a cooperative game, and we kept losing. So what game is it, Emily? It's Fuse. I I did say that. Sure. So I'll edit it, it out to make it sound like you didn't say it. That's what we couldn't industry <laughs> call. I'm so glad I'm getting schooled in the biz of See, podcasting. See, I can just edit to make it, my, my, make it sound like I'm oh, right. Oh, gosh. Anyway, Fuse. Talk about Fuse. What's about Fuse? So Fuse is a, a game that is timed. Brian downloaded the special app that goes with the game, and... So the timer's going and you use cards and dice to make certain sets and patterns on cards to defuse a bomb. Well, the cards are bomb. It's the idea. Oh, okay. I thought that they were just all connected codes and stuff that you were trying to decode. Yeah, the bomb, the cards are bomb. So we're trying to defuse all these bombs. Oh, I thought it was just one giant bomb. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't read the rules. You are the one that taught me. Well, they all call her bomb cards, so I don't know. It doesn't. <laughs> it does not matter. <laughs> uh, it's played in real time. Like Yes. So he downloads this app, and the timer is set for 10 minutes, and the entire 10 minutes, there's this British woman telling you 
all this random stuff. Basically telling you you're doing terrible the whole you're time. You're terrible. It's going to blow up. After you get the bomb diffused, you have to go clean the toilets or something. I don't even know. What? That's what she said. What? I barely am too focused on the game. <laughs> I just thought she's like insulting you the whole time. She was, but then she was saying after you get done playing, <laughs> after this bomb is diffused, you have to go clean toilets. I guess I didn't even catch that. <laughs> oh, boy. And like the music gets really yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so stressful. It is stressful. So how it is. My palms are sweating just thinking about (laughs) it. (laughs) So there's a certain amount of bomb cards in the deck, depending on the difficulty and the number of players. And they all range of different difficulties. But essentially, there's things printed on. So the easier ones are going to be super simple, where it'll ask you to put two colors next to each other of dice that are the same color. Once you fulfill the requirements and all the spots on the card, you diffuse it and then you grab another one from the middle and then another card comes out from mm-hmm. the deck. The idea is you want to try to get through the whole deck and get the whole, yeah, all the cards on your side and that's how you win the game. And then there's, and then they're scoring based on how much time's left and how many cards, uh, point values for the difficulties. And then you get bonuses for these fuse cards, which are really nasty because they're random that come out through the deck. And when they come out, they make you remove dice for uncompleted bombs or diffuse bombs. And so if a six comes out, if you have any sixes out, you have to remove a six from your card. So you lose progress. Uh, It's it's intense. It Um, is intense. To make it even more difficult is you pull out the number of dice for the number of players, you roll them, and then you have to distribute the dice. Everybody has to take one dice. Yeah. But the problem is the harder cards are very, very specific. Like you need a blue four and then you need a yellow stacked on top of that and then a two stacked on top of that and a black. But you can't you can't go out of order. You have to stack it in that order. That's some of the harder ones. Or there's ones where this plus this die number plus this die number has to equal seven or minus, you know, minus this number is seven. And sometimes you get stuck and you can't place them. And if you can't place them, then you have to roll that die. And mm-hmm. then anybody any all the other players, including yourself, have any dice that matches that color or that number, you have to remove them from your un- incom- mm-hmm. uncompleted defused bombs, which then you lose a lot of progress. It's so difficult, so stressful. Yes. And in a two-player oh, game, you have to, it's two dice per player. So we were rolling four at a time. Right, yeah. Uh, we've played five-player version of this. It's intense. Everybody's standing up and hovering mm-hmm. over. It's, it's a lot of fun. We've actually completed it with four and five players, but Two players were way more difficult than four players ever yeah. were. We came really close that one time. I think we had one game. Four cards left, maybe yeah. five cards. We got through the deck. It, it was tough. It's a tough game, but it's very stressful. I think I got this one at Clarence for $6 or something. What a deal. So if you enjoy being shouted out by a British woman. <laughs> and being stressed out. And being stressed out. While trying to defuse a bomb, this is the game for you. And you could walk away with PTSD. I can't promise. I can't. (laughs) We don't want to oversell it. (laughs) (laughs) Or undersell it. It is a, it's kind of a fun game if you're looking for like a 10 minute game. It may blow you away. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blast of a time. I hope you don't have a short fuse. Oh my gosh. I can't handle these dad jokes. <laughs> well, I mean, I am a dad. In the biz. In the biz, we call that puns. <laughs> so anyway, it's a fun game. It's 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 it looks in it looks interesting when you look at the game. It was small, you're like, how could this be any fun? It's a lot of fun. It's, it's really it's a fun. stressful fun. It's a stressful fun. It's definitely an experience that most I don't think we have any other games. Other than Zombie 15, which is a real-time game as well, but that's cooperative. Well, I guess this is cooperative, too. That's the only other game I've ever played that has the same feeling. This gives mm-hmm. a unique experience that no other games yeah. on our shelf have, and it's such a small box. It's a bunch of nice, When thick, in your life dive. have you ever been able to defuse a bomb? True. So it, it's an experience. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there is that VR PC game called Shut Up and Nobody dies i think that's the name of it. i have no it's idea like what you're talking about game anyway <laughs> we can move on <laughs> all right uh what on my table uh what did, what did i play what did i play oh oh yeah we played shards of infinity we did this is a deck builder game that can be played two to four players recommended at two players but i might try to get this in at work yes, for three is, or four players this is one of the birthday games 
Yeah, it is. That we I fi- researched. We finally got it on the table. It reminded me a lot of Star Realms. Yes. Pretty much like Star Realms. Really? Pretty much. Yeah? Yeah, but but there's dials. There, there is dials. Corey, there's dials. Instead of dumb cards or an app on your phone. I like dials. <laughs> Um, the, uh, where you lost my train. I'm of so sorry. No, but there's different factions in the game, yeah. and they have combo bonuses. So it'll be like, hey, if you played this faction this turn, you get to do the special action. Basically, Star Realms, right? And then you have champions that stay out, basically like Star Realms with your bases, and some retreat, and you can attack them, but they give you bonuses every turn, kind of like Star Realm. Yeah, it's pretty much Star Realms. Yeah. Yeah, there's gems I, that give you buys or coins. But it's good. I, I, I'm trying to decide if, I don't know. Can you have both games on the shelf? Oh, I don't know. Which one are you getting rid of? No, I, I don't know. There, there's like a theory out there that people say if you have multiple games or games that feel exactly the same or the same kind of game, but you like one better, oh, why do you need two of the same yes. game, essentially? And you also kickstarted the new Star I did. Realm. The Star Realms Deluxe gives us everything. So... When you get that new one, are you getting rid of your old Star Realms? I don't know. I don't know. They're two, two different themes, but they play fairly similarly. I mean, you have a middle row mm-hmm. where you can buy stuff. Yeah, but the dials. <laughs> you have your characters <laughs> with the dial, yes. But Star Realms Deluxe has come out with dials. Yes, so. there you go. Yeah. I guess there's a, there's one mechanic or two that's unique in Shards of Infinity that Star Realms does doesn't have, but Star Realms has some other unique mechanics. Is, I don't know. They're just they feel very same. Is Star know. Realms purely two players? Uh, the base game is yes, but Frontiers and some of the other expansions actually added scenarios in where you play cooperatively against okay. the game, and those actually play up four players. So I guess a four player PvP is is unique, but I believe in Frontiers it gives rules for four player PvP. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'll keep both. They're interesting. They're different and kind of, but maybe not really. we'll have to play again. But some people were like talking this up on the internet on Facebook, saying that Shards of Infinity is the best deck builder. I I don't know. I, I it's okay. It didn't blow me the away. The best deck bu- builder ever. Yeah, yeah. People are talking about deck builders and they're like Shards of Infinity. I, oh, it's a good game. It's not bad, but it's I wouldn't. Do say you think it's, it's better best. than Dominion? See, people would argue that Dominion has zero theme to it which i mean they're kind of right but okay star realms and shards infinity do okay i don't know they're both really good shards infinity and star realms i don't know i'll i mean we'll keep them both i'm not gonna get rid of (laughs) it i've Um, never seen you get rid of a game so (laughs) you keep saying you're going to but i have not seen one single follow through (laughs) oh boy it's on my goals it's gonna happen goals hashtag goals all right, but that Shards of Infinity, I don't know. I need to play more games of it. I think people talked it up too much, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, we've it, tried it. Now it wasn't we know. bad, but it didn't blow me away. Yeah. It was nothing new. Yeah. So, anyway, that was Shards of Infinity. Check it out. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. That's what we call the business. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's move on to Watergate. We'll see how this goes. The games we play reviews Watergate. For some of those you may not know what Watergate is, because we have possibly some younger listeners, and I know we actually have listeners outside of the United yes. States. And I mean, you might not know U.S. history, which is perfectly fine. And to be honest, this is uh, getting to be a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> but this is actually based off of uh, uh, historical events that happened in the nineteen, I believe, this is nineteen seventy-two, where. Some guys broke into a building in Washington, D.C. called Watergate. That's the name of the building. That's why this is called Watergate, the scandal. And essentially what happened is this building was headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. So the Democratic Party here in the United States. Well, it turns out that the guy, the five men who broke in were related to the White House. And this was during an election year. And so what ended up happening is uh, President Nixon, the 39th president, actually got reelected, and then he got, well, they're starting impeachment. So for those, again, who don't know U.S. history, not to be too boring with this, uh, they started the articles of impeachment, or about to, which is the ability to basically, um, it's like a trial to oust him from office, potentially, if he's found guilty. And he actually, President Nixon, resigned before he could be impeached. 
So it all revolves around this what they call the Watergate scandal. And there, there was a bunch of other stuff that got, went on because this this was over multiple years of investigation. Um, and it, it was started by some, and a lot of the investigation actually started from the Washington Post, which is a uh, newspaper here in the United States. And uh, one thing led to another and over trials and all the stuff, it ended up being connected to President Nixon and there's proof and investigations and he ended up resigning. So that's what this whole game is revolved about is about the Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Watergate. Hopefully that wasn't too boring for you guys. And hopefully I got all those details right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is mostly off the top of my head. Um, is the building still there? I don't know. That's a fabulous question. I I would assume so. Here, let me Google it here real quick. Two hours later. It was actually a complex. That's interesting. Oh. The Watergate complex. Huh. Yeah, it's still there. There's pictures. It actually looks pretty impressive. Look at these pictures. I'm sure you can really tell this on, oh, yeah. uh, on, on Instagram. Go Google this. It's actually uh, interesting. It's actually pretty, pretty fascinating. Anyway. Thanks for the history lesson, Brian. Yeah, you're 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 welcome. Ah, oh, man, I did screw it up. President Nixon was actually the 37th president of the United States. Oh, I messed that up. Ugh. Sorry. I I know that everybody is uh I'm aghast. Serving from 1969 to 1974. All right. Well, now that you've had your US history lesson of the 1970s, uh but this game actually takes place during the investigation. So the idea is it's a it's it is a strictly two player game. One person's playing as Nixon, one person's playing as the editor. I believe this game is the investigation. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's like simulating. Yes. Um, Simulation? Yes, that's what we call them the biz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, a sim game. And uh, um <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Okay. Oh boy. Anyway. Oh my <laughs> okay. Anyway, back oh to the topic. But anyway, the other person plays the editor. They're supposed to be investigating, finding evidence, and connecting two witnesses, the yes. people that broke in and people related to Watergate back to Nixon. And if you can relate them back to Nixon, you got them. You mm-hmm. you you you've you've successful. Or you can be Nixon and do a bunch of dirty stuff on the car with block the cards. Evidence. And you yeah, you can like destroy evidence and like shut people up and and do stuff to be able to take someone's witness yeah to to get momentum and win the game and so that, that's the point of the game it's fairly simple it's very thematic and uh it's very interesting so emily was telling me about this she's been going on and on about it for like months seeing it on instagram <laughs> as everybody else plays i think we talked about early with you loving historical games yes and in fact the designer it's funny on the back he loves history and board games especially when they're combined so well, there you go there you go maybe maybe we need to look into what other games he's made yeah has he made any others don't know. We can look at on board hold, game. Google it. Here, hold, here, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm not going to do that again. We too many SpongeBob. <laughs> we have been on a lot of rabbit trails. <laughs> we just we're here to help inform you. It's what we call in the business a documentary. <laughs> we do your googling for you. Because <laughs> I'm sure you can't Google. Oh, where did we go wrong with this podcast episode? Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, I don't know. Okay, let's talk about. So you wanted to play this game. I'm not. I, I mean, history fascinates me, but not maybe for board gaming or like movies or TV shows or really any aspect Bo- of life. <laughs> Books, maybe. No yes. podcasts. There's there's this hardcore history. By the way, if anybody really loves history, this dude puts on three five hour episodes about. It's fascinating. I will have to listen Hardcore to it. Hardcore history. It's I've never super listened to interesting. it. No, it's really, 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 really I will. good. I'm doing it. It's like a dude just talking about his. It's fascinating. Oh. Again, rabbit trails tonight. Um. So, anywho, not really interesting to me, but I'm, I'm. Hey, I've never turned down a game yet. So we started playing it as we opened it up. And this oh, game sorry, is a purely two-player game. I yep. don't know if you said that. I did. Thanks for okay. listening. That's what we call the. Bit. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, as we opened up the game, um, we started getting it set up. We, you watched how to play. I read the rules. I did watch how to play. Yes. And so, what's your initial thoughts as you're as you're learning I, the game and getting explained, looking at the components as we're getting it out? What do you I, think? I thought it looked really cool. I like um, each player has their own deck. So one person, of course, you said plays Nixon, and the other one plays the editor. And then in the middle, the board is like a cork board where it has, or like a bulletin board. 
where it has different tacks on it. And then you pin the evidence to the board. Like there's these little tiles that you pin out and they're different colors. Yeah, it comes with thumbtacks that you... You, no, yeah, you literally thumbtack them. No, actually the tiles have thumbtacks on the back. Do, so when you put it on there, it looks... It yeah. does look like you have pushed, pinned the... It looks like your stereotype movie where they go into the crazy... Yes, with like the yarn, the red yeah. yarn... That's exactly what the board is. Together. It's newspaper clippings yes. and pictures and, and yarn. Then, and Then the cards on the Nixon side, the back of them says like presidential, confidential, like that presidential seal. And then the, on the other side, it's pictures and like typed up like a file. Like, like confidential mm-hmm. where that stuff's like blacked out. and <clears throat> Yeah. And then on the editor deck, it looks like a newspaper, like an article typed up. New Times Roman. Yes. <laughs> 12 pods. Thanks for that biz term. <laughs> That's what we call a font in the <laughs> IT world. What size was that? It was a 12 font. Okay. No, actually, I think it's 10 font, but oh uh, but it, it definitely was New Times Roman. And then actual pictures of the people they're talking about mm-hmm. yep. from the trial or just... So, yeah, so I actually had real pictures of the people that were mm-hmm. involved in, in the, the actual trial. Even on the editor side, it had the real journalists that were involved yeah. and like had the breaking news and They're- the witnesses on the witness tiles were real witnesses so in the book it provides 10 page in the instruction book it provides 10 pages of historical facts on the the people in the game that it shows and then the evidence that it shows which i thought was really cool i have not read it but i would like to read it it's on my list of things to uh, do. It's actually more than 10 pages. It starts in a page 11. So this is a funny thing. So there's these the cards. All the cards have special abilities on them. And so I open it up and there's these pages that says card overview and background information. I'm like, oh, this is the place to go get clarification on a, on a specific card. You start reading. It's actually every card is in the game has a couple paragraphs. Yeah. And it's all just information. That's, it, it, this is not even talking about what the card does in the game. It's just it's information you a about background the background story on the card. The conspirators, the there. informants, the journalists, and then other cards. And it starts on page 11 and then through the end to page 23, it's all historical. There's more pages about Watergate in the background mm-hmm. and the people than there actually are rules in the game, which is which is kind of fascinating. So mm-hmm. I, I agree. The first thing that jumps out is it, it looks like your stereotypical Bulletin board, Bulletin board where people evidence, are yeah, like investigation, yarn wrapped around yeah. bread pins with sticky notes. Well, I guess they didn't have sticky notes back then, but you get my <laughs> point with like paper clips and newspaper articles. It's just really interesting, very thematic. Mm-hmm. The even the evidence tokens they look like evidence and pictures, and then the the tiles for the 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 conspirators or the people. The tiles have their. It's like looks like a Polaroid picture of them. It's mm-hmm. just fascinating, just fascinating. And you're right. Even the type, the typing, or the as the we call font. it, font. Uh, <laughs> on the There's a biz term for you. It's different than the editors, and it just looks great. It all comes mm-hmm. together. It feels very, very cool. Um, totally fits the theme. Absolutely, absolutely. So when I read the rules, I thought it was really easy to learn. Very simple. On your turn, you just play a card and you go back and forth playing cards. There's the end of round steps, which is a nice cheat card that Mm -hmm. goes between them that steps you through. It's really simple. I mean, really, when you boil this down, the editor's just trying to get evidence out on this board and through the yarn connecting evidence to two informants, to Nixon. That's how Mm -hmm. you win the game. That's When he boils down to it. And as Nixon, you're trying to block him. You you're, just had to block him long enough to win the game. Exactly. So when you get evidence, you're putting it face down, which is covering up the evidence and that blocks and you can't go through that string on the board. And you're able to flip informants to flip them face down so you, the other player can't use them as informants. And you're doing all these things. And also, it's all, and how all this boils down is on the side of the board, there is a track. It's a tug and war. There's literally mm-hmm. a zero space and then five space on each side. And you're just moving evidence and or initiative token which is for turn order and the momentum which is that's what that's what nixon needs to win the Mm -hmm. game actually is they have to get five momentum tokens and so at the end of the phase after all the cards are played whoever has the stuff on their side evidence tokens whatever they claim that and so it's just a tug of war game and all the cards have 
numbers that you can move certain tokens, but Nixon has all the information when you set up every round. He knows what evidence there yes. is, and it's all face down. So it, well, naturally, it adds some it adds some unique strategy where you can play off and play some mind games a little bit, <laughs> and it's very interesting. So very easy to learn. It's a simple game, but there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of strategy and when you know to pull out certain things because there's a lot of one-time use cards games. So let's go through actually as we're playing it now that we're going through it. So as you started playing through it, what do you think of the game, the gameplay? What made it interesting? What made it fun to you? Or maybe it wasn't fun? I don't know. I thought it was fun taking on the different roles that you actually got to play Nixon or you got to play the editor. I really liked the cards. I loved reading the cards. And then each card has their own special ability. And I liked figuring out which format I was going to bring out and kind of seeing how I was going to tie them into Nixon. When we started playing this game, I thought it was really unique, the tuck and war aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. It, that's literally what the gameplay is. Uh, we're playing yes. cards from our hand to play tug of war. Mm-hmm. I'm moving my pieces here. Well, maybe you'll try to move that back because you need you don't want me to get that momentum. Or maybe you start pulling evidence on your side. So I have to choose, well, do I keep pulling momentum my way? Do I start trying to take the evidence away from you and try and see what you're doing? There's a lot of different things at play. And most of this is the unique thing I think about this game is these cards on the cards on the top part, you have the movement. So it tells you what color of evidence because there's three types of evidence you can move with the card and how many spaces you can move it. Or you can choose to move one of the initiative or momentum tokens or on the bottom of the card, there's an event and you can you can resolve the event. Well, 90 percent of the cards, I think all the cards, but two in each deck, the event is fairly powerful. Some of it's a little more situational Mm -hmm. but what's really unique is it's a one-time thing and that card's gone out of the game that's really unique and i'm i've played games where you do that where you have like a one time per game Mm -hmm. thing but it's usually one thing or Mm -hmm. two things this is the majority of your deck can be played and out of the game and it's really difficult because those cards are the ones that give you some of the highest Mm -hmm. movement points and so you're playing this game of tug and war and you're trying to figure out do i do this one-time event, but now I'm never going to have this card back again. It's really difficult. When do you know to pull those things out? And that was what really struck me as we played the game. It was very interesting, very unique and fun. Mm-hmm. That sets this game apart from other games is that unique gameplay of most of the cards are one-time use if you want to use the event. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting. And I had never played a game before where it was that tug of war, tug of war? on the chart. I think the only forth. game I could think of off the top of my head is Seven Wonders Duel. It has that mm-hmm. has that war track that you're playing tug of war okay, with, but that's yeah. it. I, mm-hmm. The whole game is tug of war in yeah. this, it, which is interesting. And the the other thing I I thought was fun, I really liked as playing Nixon is you got to see what those three tokens are before you set them out face down. The other player doesn't know. They have to play the card. Is there a green? And now I have to be truthful, but if there's not a green, now you have to move one of the mo- momentum or initiative track tokens and you weren't necessarily wanting to do that possibly because mm-hmm. you really wanted that green yeah and it might or not have come up so i could play that to my advantage as nixon because you're playing this and maybe moving tokens well i know there's a blue one and i know i don't want emily to get that blue one i'm gonna play my four blue one flip on those evidence tokens now it's four away before you even got a chance to mm-hmm. move it and that was interesting it I... might seem overpowered but even a lot of the editor cards allow you oh flip one of the face down evidence ones so even if they're face down and i blocked you you have plenty of opportunities to recover back from that mm-hmm. very interesting it is the whole game is this tug of war and i think that's really trying to capture the real yeah. sense and theme of what was actually happening in Watergate, yes. where Nixon's trying to cover up and do these things mm-hmm. and using these kind of shady characters, which the cards are those characters that allow you to do shady right. things. Like <laughs> I could like bone over the editor, yeah. which is kind of interesting. And the editor's trying to like get stuff and which find informants. It's very, very interesting. Getting rid of those cards is very factual then because a witness isn't going to come forward more than once in real life. True. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, extremely thematic, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Very, very well done. Okay, so um, I think we both agree it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. it yeah, was a lot of I fun. did too. It was a definitely intriguing two-player game. So as we finish up the game, we, we played this a couple times. You played editors Nick and Nixon. What was your favorite? Wait, who do you mm-hmm. like better? I liked Nixon better. Did you? I did, yeah. The, the editor was a little harder to play. It yeah. seemed like 
the onus was on the editor to do stuff. As Nixon, you could kind of just be reactive and Mm -hmm. the editor more had to be proactive or try. You kind of had to take different approaches where you're trying to kind of shotgun blast. I'm going to try to get as much stuff over here. There's many Mm -hmm. approaches you could take, but you kind of you kind of had to trap Nixon into doing stuff that maybe they don't want to do or they have to commit to only doing one thing and you have to take advantage of that, i.e., Hey, Nixon goes off that momentum. Fine. I'm going to move all these other evidence. Right. And so the Nixon, you're going to have to, you're trying to force Nixon hand to do something. Mm-hmm. And so, well, if he's going to go in and play that special card to move evidence or destroy evidence, fine. I'm going to take the momentum initiative. And so you have to play back and forth. But I felt like the onus was on the editor a lot. Right. To do stuff, Nixon could just be reactive. Oh, hey, the editor's building a path towards McCord. Well, I'm going to block him. Oops. I'm going to play the McCord card. And mm-hmm. now he's face down. Yeah. And there's only one card. I think Deep Throat is the one. And for those who don't know, Deep Throat is the uh, the name of the person who was secretive that knew and kind of blew up the whole case and, and passed on evidence. And it was like top secret who actually the format was. Their code name was Deep Throat. But there's only one card in the editor. You play Deep Throat, it's out of the game. But that allows you to take the person informant who's face down and put them back on the out mm, and the supply, yes. which then you can find your McCord card and flip them and play them on the board. Right. But that's it. So there are ways to get around Nixon. It's just really hard because you have to try to get to it in your deck and it's very situational. So it kind of feels take that, but it actually isn't as take that as I thought it was going to be. That's what I was really worried about. And that's after we kind of finished the game on both of our games, playing even Nixon and editor, there were some take that, but it never felt so severe and punishing. Does that make sense? You still had plenty of other options to do. Yeah. The, I mean, the board's so really big. There's so even many. If you, if you got blocked in one area, there was definitely other places yeah. to go. Yeah. So the take that ac- action. Didn't really feel that bad. Didn't feel that bad. Like, yes, you got blocked, but okay, I'll figure out what else to do. Yeah, I, I agree. And so I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was a little worried about that, that when I was reading the rules, I'm like, ugh. One time cards, most of the decks is going to be a bunch of take that. But it really wasn't too bad or over the top, mm-hmm. which was kind of interesting. All, always those one time per cards. Ever, a lot of designers put tons and tons of value on that mm-hmm. because it's a one time thing. Well, if 90% of the deck is take that, then it right. doesn't necessarily feel so bad, I guess. Right. It's interesting. And the game doesn't last forever. No, it's like a 30 minute game. Yeah. So, all right. So that's kind of the game. Um, it was fairly simplistic uh, mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Um, pleasantly Easy to surprised. learn. Yep. So let's just move on. To, let's just finish this up and talk about our, our uh, strengths and weaknesses for it. So, Emily, what do you think the strengths are for Watergate? Oh, I loved the historical immersion experience in the game. <laughs> that's a little biz lingo for you. <laughs> I don't think so. But okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I... Again, love games where I feel like I can really get into the theme and it feels like I get to experience a little bit of history, you know, like, you just re- read a like reading a book. Well, then read a book. No, I'm shucking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, okay. That's a strength for you. Uh, what else is strength for you? I really like games that are created for two players. And so I loved that this was a two player game. Mm-hmm. And I love having my own deck. Like each player has their own deck and they get to play it, that asymmetry different player roles i really like that mm-hmm. and the art just fits so well with the theme it really does it it's a whole experience art. yeah i don't know what you're trying to say the art's just really good it really yeah. it really fits the theme it the feels like it's really newspaper the clippings theme. it yes. feels like it's backroom deals and shady things yeah. happening it really does yeah. um my strengths for this game is the asymmetry i i really love asymmetric games it's really hard to do i really think a lot mm-hmm. of games don't necessarily do it terribly well but the asymmetry is definitely a plus in this game mm-hmm you play with Nixon, you play as administration or administration, the editor, it feels completely different. You mm-hmm. do you're doing different things, yeah. your objectives are different, and it's it's very interesting. And they play off of each other. They do. Uh very the, well. The art style is definitely a strength. The art style is kind of simplistic. It looks like it's a 70s game, which doesn't necessarily has all the flashiness, colorful, cartoony stuff that a lot of newer games mm-hmm. this year have been coming out with. But that's okay. It fits the yeah. theme. And and I like the art style. It's very consistent. Even the rule book is written in that like that old time font. It's not even New Times. Uh, <laughs> what font is that? It's not even New New, new Times Roman. It, it's 
it's like the font in a text document. You know, when you open up a text document, I can't. A typewriter? Yeah, it looks like a typewriter type mm-hmm. throughout the whole game. Yeah. At least the rule, but the rule book does add pictures and stuff. It's actually done well. Um, so the art style is just front to back is great from the cards to the rule book. It's, it's fantastic. And I'm going to agree. The strength is it's a great two player game. I think mm-hmm. it plays very well for two players. Sometimes that's very hard to accomplish for games, but I think it definitely pulls it off as yeah. a very, very formidable, fun, enjoyable two player yeah, game. Yeah. If they, one of my friends came to me and said they were looking for another a historical new... fiction game no. or a historical, <laughs> A game about presidents <laughs> and maybe Watergate. With this some would, asymmetry this, mechanics. This would in. be the number one Watergate <laughs> president uh, game. My go-to. <laughs> this is my go-to Watergate game. <laughs> but it has to be two players. I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. It's not even how he said it. I've looked up the video uh, clip before it. I you know, know that series too. I'm not a crook. Yeah. You know, the two. That's not even. Anyway, it's either here or there. Um, okay. So. I was can, just going to say it was, it would be a good date night game. That's what I was going to say. Until which it was you a totally <laughs> talked to me. I'm just joking. That's what we yes. call in the business mansplaining. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Weakness is Emily. I was actually disappointed in the fact that there was not actual evidence and facts on the tiles that's really nitpicky i just say i thought there would be more historical references in the game there is on the cards but i didn't want to have to read the rule book for i don't want to read to learn (laughs) no that's not what i meant i I didn't mean that i didn't want to read the rule book i'm just saying she reads more books than I do. Guys. I could go read a book on Nixon. You could. And actually, the all that all those pages at the very end, it credits one of the Nixon biographies. Where yeah, I could go up. read that. I, I just wanted a little bit more facts on the evidence tiles. Because the evidence tiles are just these envelope-looking yeah. things with a color... What's obscure writing on but it. But now, if you look at the board on the yellow, green, and blue section, on those spots where you have the pen, they are specific to different evidence. There's ones about Watergate Complex. There's ones mm. about the record. I wonder at least. There's ones about the tape. Yeah, the oh, recordings. Okay. And so on the board, the green ones are the tape's evidence. The yellows are the Watergate evidence. And then the blue ones are money evidence. And so the, I guess the idea... Here and it is thematic because if you look at the money ones and what informants it goes to, they're one. They're those people are uh, uh, around Nixon's campaign, for example. The yellow ones, the Watergate, are around the thugs, like the the shady characters mm-hmm. that actually did the break-ins, and then the green one, the tapes, are around the people that are around the tapes, like his secretary and okay. and his uh, somebody's wife, who who actually she's the one. <laughs> She's the one actually started it. That's super interesting, actually. You know that one woman, Woods? Mm-hmm. I got to read this. This is super interesting. Okay, I'll leave this <laughs> oh to the end. Goodness. I think it's super interesting. But, um, okay, that's a little nitpicky, but you say it's a weakness. What's your last me- weakness? Just very simple game mechanics. I was... Yeah, it's card play. That's all the game I is. I was surprised that it was so simple. Yeah, it is simple. And kind of, I guess, area control. You're just creating a path on the board. Yeah. yeah, when you boil it down to game mechanics, it's very simple game mechanics. It's yeah. nothing special or no. unique per se. The thing that makes this game is the theme. And how the theme and the cards and everything plays together. Right. Yeah. And that those evidence tokens. So just putting tokens and creating a like a road or a route or something right. in a different theme. Mm-hmm. It's evidence and that's yeah. actually it is thematic. It's interesting. Right. Uh weaknesses for me is the theme. It it's okay. It I mean it's very thematic. I'm so not, you hate history? <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, I guess what I mean is I'm not saying that there's no theme as the weakness. The weakness is the theme's not interesting to me. Yeah. So it's a weakness for you. And my other weakness is the the political implications. It's about politics, right? Right. When it boils down to it, it's about a Republican yeah. uh, president who is going to get impeached because he was was going to had people break in and then mm-hmm. he lied about it and recorded mm-hmm. stuff and lied and it, about it yeah. and hid evidence and lied about it. Right. And there's a lot of political stuff in it. And you even read the historical stuff. It's all about politics and, and who did this and who mm. did what. And that's okay. I mean, it is it is, it is historic. What it, is. it is historic. Mm-hmm. This actually happened. It's based on events. But at the same time, you know, 
if if you're playing this with somebody you may not agree with politically or there's some people who make everything political, right? That's not me when we're playing mm-hmm. games might bring up and say stuff or try to make it political playing mm-hmm. the game. And that's not the whole point of the game. The game is really just learning and talking about Watergate and what happened. Right. But it's just har- the facts. But it's hard not to play the game and not think about the political part, the, right. the politics that, yeah. that went around this and the president and all that stuff. And so it's like, I play games to get away from that stuff. And yeah. so this is probably a game. It's probably better. It's two players so we can play it. But if it was like a three or four player game, I wouldn't bring this to work. No. Because I wouldn't want to bring this to work and bring up stuff. I don't know what my coworkers think or what their beliefs are. And that's okay. I believe it goes back to another episode when you were talking about how you need to keep politics out of gaming. And it's not like the game itself is political per se. It's just, you it, know, the people that you even open that door, they'll just rant and rave and i'm not here to play a game and you're ranting and raving about how you about this or that i just want to play the game mm-hmm. and when it boils down to it it's just an asymmetric game where you're playing a tug of war where you're trying to connect the dots or try to hold out and block the other person that's really mm-hmm. what it comes down to right. you can put that really on anything yeah but it works really well with the watergate obviously with the thematic but it could be really on any investigation Right. It really could. It could be a murder. I mean, this could mm-hmm. just be a generic yeah. murder or a crime or something. And it's it, it works the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. you literally could. Right. You, could. you just have to exchange the names and some of the stuff and build a background or something with these characters or people or real life events like a serial killer or something. This could right. be a, like, a serial killer. You could yeah. paste instead of Nixon. Hunter. Put, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I appreciate what he's trying to do. And there's a lot of historical stuff in here and there's a lot of information in here. But again, it just opens the door to politics when you're playing this game. And that's a weakness for me personally. But hey, if you really like it or whatever, or you're playing with your significant other, and it's probably not a big deal, then it may yeah. not be a weakness for you. This is just definitely not a game I'd just want to pull out with some random person I don't know or right. bring it to work or kind of yeah. thing, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's it for me. So Emily, for your conclusion, what uh, based on... Your enjoyment, the entertainment, the the theme, everything. Package it all up in a one big bow or box or gift or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm going to say it's very good. I would I would play it. I would suggest it. I'm not going to turn it down. Okay. Especially if it's with you and we're at home or we, sure. we just need like a short game after sure. we've played a long game or something. Yeah. I would definitely play it again. I want to play it again and play the editor side again mm-hmm. and kind of play the cards differently this time. Sure. Yeah, because when I played the editor, you played the editor first, and then I played the editor second. There's a couple of times I played a card. Like, why, why, why didn't you play this? Yes. This would have worked really well for you. You're like, I don't know. So I would love to play it again. It can't be sure. overwhelming. There's so many cards, and yeah. every single card does something different. There's, there's no overlap with those event cards. It's you, hard to keep track of It's hard of to them. read them all and, and yeah. keep playing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And even know when to play them. That's the yeah. difficult part. But that's what makes it interesting as well and why... There's definitely a layer of strategy that there is replayability because you're honing in how to play these cards and what situation. I think we played this game 20 times. There's not, it's going to get old. Right. Yeah. Once you learn all the cards and the nuances from both decks and we play each other, it's not going to be interesting. Yeah. Also, if I play this game 10, 12 times and then try to go play with Corey, who has never played it, I'm going to beat him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I know all the cards. That's where the Mm -hmm. advantage comes. I know where. His, I know what cards he has and how he could counter me or how I can counter him and how to hold on to it. Because mm-hmm. even the order you play cards is, is is important because if I have a one card that cancels out your event card, I'm going to hold on to that last strategically. Right. So um, anyway, all that to say is I think it's good. I, I'll, I'll usually willing to play it, but just between the, 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 the political and the... Uh, the theme of the game, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't interest me a whole lot. But uh, when it comes down to the actual gameplay, there's some interesting bits in here that's unique. Mm-hmm. There's some strategy in there. And th- that's what kind of holds me is is more the gameplay, not necessarily the historical nature of it. So, yeah, that's Watergate. That was the game we reviewed this week. Let's go ahead and talk about our love and hates this week. Let's do it. <clears throat> this week's love and hate. This week's love and hate. Love and hate. Love and hate. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, love this week, Emily. What's your love? My love is going on vacation, especially if I'm going to the beach. I just 
recently went to Florida last weekend with three other girls and it was so much fun. But my one complaint was that it was too short. We flew out Friday and came home Monday and it was amazing to sit on the beach and just chill, go out for brunch, soak in the sunshine. So That's considered fun for her. I found this out, let's see, 13, almost 13 years ago on our honeymoon. <laughs> we went to a Mexican resort. All inclusive. All inclusive. And it came very apparent that all Emily wanted to do is lay back down <laughs> next to the pool. Not necessarily what I consider. And read. A fun vacation. I like to do stuff. Like, yes. Um, activities. Yes. Uh, we're in Mexico. Go excursions. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Emily just wanted to sit by the pool. Yeah. So it's been a struggle in our marriage. <laughs> it came ever very since. apparent that our sense of vacation were completely <laughs> different. So we have some give and take. That's why I go to Gen Con. And, and that's why I have a girl's trip in Florida. But you're going to Gen Con too. So how's that work out? I anyway. don't know. Well, you went to Florida with me last summer. so In uh, Denver too. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Emily's love. My love is a Century Games. Been getting a lot of those plays in. I know if you've listened to the last few episodes with Chris and I, we've been reviewing the trilogy. And next week we'll be reviewing the New World. But we did get New World on the table. Mm-hmm. Emily and I did. Yeah. And we started playing it here at work today. But then we lost track of time or schedule. And then Corey had to leave early. And so we couldn't finish again. Anyway, we're going to play it again this week. And then I'll get it in with Chris as well. And then maybe start combining some of the games. All to say is just. The reading through all the combinations of the first, second, mm-hmm. third, and all those, the thought process and planning and balancing oh, yeah. and design that that took to design those three games and then the rules to combine and then how to do it efficiently on the on the components and how each game feels so different, but yet the same kind of, I mean, third game is completely different than the first and second game. It's just amazing. I love these games. These are such great games. I'm really excited to talk about New World next week yeah. and review that. I'm excited even after post the review on the podcast, getting like the first, second, and third game in, yeah. the second and third, the first and third, and just try all those combinations because reading the rules, they play differently and you have to change your strategy. Your strategy mm-hmm. that works for the third game is not going right. to work when you combine them. The yeah. strategy that takes the play the second game does not work the same when you combine it with the first game. Very interesting. Yes. Um, I was helping you punch out the the tiles and I was like, ooh, this is a worker placement game. Can we just play it right now? And we did. <laughs> it's true. I pulled it out to prep it for the bringing to work and we just on a whim played it on Sunday. It was, I really, really it enjoyed fun. it. I liked it a and lot. And Corey was really digging it too. It's just different. It's mm-hmm. just it's different. You're going after goal and bonus tiles instead of the point tiles. And it's mm-hmm. easier to get cues, but there's a lot more strategy of when you pull and go for point cards because it makes it cheaper for other people. And in fact, on a th- when we played a three-player game today, it played a lot different than two players. Oh, really? so even more strategy. We didn't really trip over each other more. Mm-hmm. You had to make a lot of decisions because it going after and pushing other players tokens or their workers off that spot and they get them back is a huge benefit so there's a lot of you have to balance is this really worth doing it do i really need to do this because this helps my opponent a lot and so there's some really interesting decisions to be made in the game so fantastic century games loving them loving loving huge love for me the trilogy is fantastic it's worth every dollar in the investment those games are and they just look fantastic mm-hmm. so that was century games that was my love this week all right hey emily what was your hate this week my hate is falling off the wagon when you've been working out and eating healthy and then you just lose all of your motivation. Yeah, I can totally hashtag relate. Anyway, no, yeah, that's hard to do. It's it's always a tough, it it's a tough struggle, work and life and everything gets in the way. And yeah. what are you going to do? And then I normally work out in the mornings, but when we're playing games late. Or recording the podcast. It's a vicious cycle, my friends. It is a vicious cycle. (laughs) Uh, Melatonin is our friend. We just need to get it inside of us faster. Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Cool. Hate for me this week is card sleeves. I know, don't turn off the podcast. I know some of you, some of you hardcore gamers love uh, card sleeves, but let me, let me explain here why I used to be a card sleeve kind of guy. I like to sleeve my games because I wanted to protect them. Protect your investment. Yeah, but they're so annoying. They're annoying to shuffle. Most people don't know how to handle them. So if you're playing with casual Mm -hmm. gamers, especially, which we do a lot. 
and introduce games mm-hmm. with newer people, they don't know how to shuffle them. Things get uh, creased, and then you have to replace sleeves, and then they get all weird, and then some sleeves are slicker than others because some are more used and than other gently used. It's what we call in the, in the biz. I'm just kidding. Uh, but so I'm kind of over sleeving. It's just it's a lot of it's money to sleeve games, mm-hmm. and it's a fraction of the cost. But still, it, it it takes time, and it's annoying to have to sleeve them. And a lot of the games that have a lot of cards, like your deck builders, there's hundreds and hundreds of cards in them, mm-hmm. and it gets really expensive to sleeve. Yeah. And how do you decide what car, what games to sleep? Right, right. So I, I saw a quote on Facebook today in the game group. They equated sleeving to this. They said, sleeving is like the plastic on your grandma's couch. Sure, it's going to protect the couch, but come on. Just enjoy the couch. Take the plastic off and enjoy it. It comes to a point that if you play the game enough that the cards really do get worn out, You've got your money's worth in the game. Mm-hmm. Buy a new copy. Yeah. There's probably a newer edition out there anyway, right. or whatever. It's probably been re-kickstarted and upgraded and deluxified or something by now. Mm-hmm. It, you've got your money's worth out of it. That And if you say, well, hey, wait, Brian, I need to protect my game. Well, if you're playing with people that you really need sleeves to protect with, I and but, but you don't want to pull that game out, that tells me that you probably should not be pulling that game out with those people. Right. I was going to say also, don't eat food while you're playing a game. Sure. Like we play at work. There's going to be games we're just not going to pull out. If it's something that you really want to protect, don't eat while you're playing it. Or again, if you're afraid that the people you're playing with are not going to protect it, don't play with them or don't pull that game out. It's Know your audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And know what you're doing. While now, you're... there are some exceptions. I know if you like play competitively like Magic the Gathering and some of those games, it is actually... Um, I believe the rules are you have to sleeve them, and that's fine. I understand that, but that's situational. That's your thing. That's that, and that's the rules for tournaments. But I'm just talking generic hobby gaming here. Just you're not playing it competitively. You're playing your deck builders. You're playing your shards of infinity. You're playing your star realms. What have you? I'm just so over card sleeving. It's a waste of time and money. It's really annoying and hampering. It's really hard to. Um, introduce those to newer people because they don't want to handle them. So anyway, that's my hate this week is card sleeves. I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me, but that is okay. It would not be the first time. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my hate for the week. Let's move on to the the outro here, Emily. All right, Emily. Well, that uh, about wraps up the episode. I know you're super mad at me about card sleeving, so we should probably just end. I am so mad. I can't even. You're personally offended. I am very personally offended that I wouldn't sleeve. I was going to sleeve all of my games. Your game? You mean our game? (laughs) (laughs) What's mine is yours, son. Oh, hey, that uh, you probably. Hey, for the people that skipped here, come on. You need to go back. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the giveaway that I kind of. Where is your off. hook at? <laughs> yes, this is what we call in the business. Pull us in. So now you need to go to our Facebook. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going to do that. Uh, no. You uh, need to like and share. I'm just joking. And you have to tag three, 30 people in your post. You need to invite every one of your friends. And you need to invite them into this opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> this is totally not a pyramid. <laughs> Uh no I dig- excuse me while I draw a pyramid on the whiteboard <laughs> I I digress so anyway I have a couple of VR games so this is going to be the PC strictly for the Steam if you have Steam these are going to be Steam games so I have three games on Steam for VR so you have to have virtual reality i.e. Oculus Rift uh Vive I don't even remember all of them off the top of my head they're out there but it has to be uh connected to Steam play games off of there. And so I have a couple one and I just wanted to extend it instead of just having some randos on the internet that I don't know. I'm going to offer it to some randos that listen to the podcast that I don't know. And uh, just as a thank you for listening type of situation. Okay. So I, I'm trying to find that. Okay. So the three games I have a copy of is a game called Gorn. It's a combat. It's this mature rated game, by the way, guys, uh, it's a kind of a bloody violent game, but it's uh, I already have it, so I have an extra copy of this. But it's a highly highly rated game where you play an arena, and you have random weapons, and you fight these cartoony guys and rip guys' limbs off and beat them with it. 
it sounds kind of uh, violent, and it is, but it's really fun. Uh, second game is Space Pirate Trainer. This is a really cool game where you're out in space on this platform. You have all these different weapons, and it's basically a wave game where like robots are coming in. You're trying to fend off and kill these robots. It's super intense. It gets your heart racing, and you're trying to see how long, and there's different modes. Really good game, Space Pirate Trainer. The last one, probably my favorite on this, is Super Hot VR. Uh, Super Hot is a PC game and then made a VR version of this. It's a fantastic game. Basically, you're in a VR game in the game. So it's like VR in VR. (laughs) I'm serious. And there's guys you're trying to attack. But here's the hook on this game. This is really cool. So you basically have little scenarios and they all kind of stream together. But the hook on the game is if you're standing still or not moving, the game's frozen. So you can see where the enemies are, where they're coming. A lot of them have guns, some of them don't, some have knives, some are just coming out to punch you, right? And when you move, time resumes, and so they start to move. So if you move slowly, they start to move slowly. And so the idea here is you're trying to grab and utilize weapons or things around you and either throw it at the guys or shoot them and stuff. And what's really fun in VR is you're like contorting yourself. So they might shoot you and you can stop. You can see where the bolt's coming and then you can move and like dodge Neo Matrix style as the bolt goes whizzing by. It's really, really fun. And it's a fabulous workout. Emily, maybe you should do this. <laughs> uh, the first time I played it, I couldn't, I almost could not walk the next day because the whole, I, this was like three hours of playing and I'm squatting down and like ducking. And the next day wow. I get out of bed and my legs, it felt like I had three leg days in a row mm-hmm. kind of day. It's a really, really fun game. And all these games, I think they retail for 15, $20 plus. So I have three of them. So this is what I want you to do. If you, if you want to get one of these copies, um, shoot us an email at our email address. That's games. We play pod at gmail.com. The, if you can't think of it or write this down on your app, there should be the email address for contact us in there. You should be able to tap it. It opens up your email. Send us an email in the subject line. Put VR games as the subject so I can get them. And then put your um, your preference, one to three of the games. The sooner you email in, guarantee getting first it. Come, first, first, first come, first serve. But if, for, sam- for example, somebody doesn't want Gorn, which is a violent, bloody game, that's okay, but if you're the first person to do it, I want you to give your preference one, two, three over those. And uh, if you're the sole person that has VR, because I know VR is pretty niche, that one person out there, you'll get all three. So uh, just send us an email, VR games, give me your preference, and uh, I'll uh, then email you back and I'll get you the Steam key. I'll gift it to you to your account, and so then you can have it for free. So that was a really long explanation for the giveaway, but. Um, just want to give back and these are great VR games. If you have VR, you might already have them, but these are so much fun. A lot of fun to play. Uh, highly suggest it. All right. Anything else, Emily, before we move on to what we in the business call the outro, (laughs) the tag. And I'm suspecting as I edit, there's going to be some, what do I, what do I call outtakes? There's going to be some outtakes in here. (laughs) Uh, definitely some outtakes. I was going to say when you were talking about the game and you were super sore, I was going to say, or you could just both with your son for two hours. Oh, my God. And then you're super sore the next day. That'll do it. That hurt my thumb. That was hurt. My, my whole body hurts. What did you do? Work out? No, I bowled. I, I bowled for two hours with my six year old. Oh, man. He'll keep you on your toes. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's just wrap this up. Uh, we thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Hopefully yes. you found it interesting. Check out the games we talked about. Always check out what, Emily? The Games We Play pod on the face and the gram. And Twitter. And Twitter. Uh, check out the games. Uh, we we post pictures. All the games we've talked about will be up on there on Instagram. Yes. We appreciate it. If, as always, if there's any feedback or questions, uh, reach out to us. We both have access and do read them. And we can't talk about it, maybe. Yeah, if, you want. if there is a game that you want us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, if there's a game you want us to review, let us know. We'll look into it and pull it out and play it. Or if you would like recommendations. Yes, if you like specific. recommendations or if there's any games that you're trying to think of, hey, you want ideas, we'll look it over. Maybe we'll shoot you back some ideas of games we like. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, all that's that. We appreciate you again for listening. This was episode 42. I'm not a crook. I'm not a crook. Oh, uh, that's a famous line by President Nixon, if those uh, didn't know. Anyway, uh, check in next week. Next week will be episode 43 with Chris and I. We'll be talking about Century, a new world. Great game. 
Really excited to finish out the Century Trilogy and talk about that. And from the games we play, I am Brian. And I'm Emily. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at GamesWePlayPod and at GamesWePlayPod at gmail.com. Gotta have those hands in the air. Wave them around like you just don't care. (laughs) Oh boy. This is off to a fabulous start. (laughs) Yes, yes it is. All right, you ready to do this? Yeah, sorry. Let me pull up my show notes. Can I just skip to our love and hands? Yes. (laughs) This is a very short episode this week. Like, try to be consistent with your volume. It makes it hard harder for me to edit stuff out. Okay. Thank you. I'll try. Okay. Do that. I will try. It's what we call in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what's on, on our table here. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. Are you ready? 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 I was born ready? ready. Okay, good. But you just said for those young people out there. The youngsters. Yeah. That might not know. Because when we 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 grew up in the eight, you know, we born right. in the 80s and early 90s, that's not very far removed. That's only 20 years. It's like That's true. That that's the difference of now and 9/11. Oh, gross. I feel so old. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Opposed to Right now, talking about Watergate would be as if people, born, kids born today in 20 years, talking about mm-hmm. 9-11. Okay. Yeah. You see, that, mm-hmm. that's a big difference. That is a big difference. It does not feel that long. No. This is what we did on Valentine's night. We played this game. So romantic. Yeah. I was like, Nixon gets you going. Do you want to <laughs> drink Watergate tonight? <laughs> Oh gosh! Uh, you could be deep throat. <laughs> I'll be butters. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, what is this? That escalated quickly. It did. Uh, okay, weakness is Emily. <laughs>